Hello and welcome to the Surprising Music Podcast. I'm your host, Taryn, and Trevor's over there looking for an album right now uh, to close out the episode with next week's album that we'll be discussing. Yeah, but this week... We got a little bit behind yeah, last week or so. Yeah, we had our COVID shots and everything. We're all up to date on our shots, but it kicked our asses, so we were a little too out of commission to be recording podcast episodes, especially because I don't think either of us took a day off work. We just suffered through our shifts. I went home early, but I only went home like an hour or two yeah. early, so it wasn't even really anything. I, I'd I already only, been there for eight hours. I only stayed late, and I was fucking miserable. Yeah. But we're back, baby. We're back in business. We're back. Um, we're ready to attack. And we're back with the great Haley Williams this week and her first solo album, Pedals for Armor. Um, this is her second album over the course of the past, like, year and a half, two years. Um, she's really spanking these bad boys out like I do on a Friday night. Um, I jerk off a lot more than once a week. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well, yeah, you just do it several times in one day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I haven't lately, ever since I've been eating them bologna sandwiches. Uh. (laughs) I prefer roast beef. Okay. Um. Arby's. We have meats. (laughs) Not Arby's. I fucking um, hate Arby's. Except for their fries. They have really good fries. All right. Um, but yeah, so we're doing her first of the two albums. My preferred album. So I'm glad that's what we pull out of the hat. Uh, Pedals for Armor. Uh, featuring singles such as Simmer, Cinnamon, My Friend, Dead Horse. Um, a lot of singles off this album because it was released as three separate EPs that mm-hmm. all combined together into an album. So yeah, 15-song album, 55 minutes, 51 seconds of content. This might be our longest album yet. I would say it's up there probably with... uh, I'd say no, I'd say it's probably the longest one, maybe by like a minute. It might be one by a minute, but I don't know which one it would be. I would say it probably beats uh, Pink Lemonade by not much. That's what I was going to think that it was. Oh, Pink Lemonade's longer at one hour. It's one hour on the dot. Oh, fuck. So this is our second longest probably. All right, so uh, let's hop right into Simmer. Yeah, Simmer. Um, well, I guess um, I want to give a little kind of rundown on the album uh, to start with. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Who is Haley Williams? <laughs> Haley Williams needs no introduction from us. Uh, she is the great singer of the band Paramore. She started in the music industry when she was about 14 years old and has been an icon since. Like, she has just been... A star-studded powerhouse since she burst into the scene in the early 2000s, taking emo and pop punk by fucking storm. Yes. But this is like an experimental post-pop avant-garde album. Experimental is a word I use to describe it very much in my notes. Yes, same. And it's... This is... I... Yes, well, yeah, you were gonna say... Sorry. Uh... This style, though, is, in my opinion, a lot better for a narrative storytelling style than pop punk. Because when you, when we'll get into it, when you go in the album, I know a little bit about this because I I know a a couple of the songs off them and Mm -hmm. Dead Horse being one of them is very, let's say, personal for her. This whole the, album seems very personal for her. It it's, made it's sense. Like therapy. That, yeah, this made sense that this was a Haley Williams release and not a Paramore release because this is all about her. This is about her relationship That's with, uh, fuck, what was the dude's name? Like Chadwick or something? That's 
That tells you everything you need to know. Uh, about. He's the bassist or guitarist of Newfound Glory. Uh, they had a very, very messy, rough breakup. Um, and this is the album basically. He's an abuser. Yeah. And emotional and physical from the sound of it, but I don't know too much about the actual like ramifications of the relationship or anything. But I do know like Haley's talked a lot about being in therapy, how depressed she is after the relationship um, ended. The relationship started when she was 18 and went for 10 years before she finally was able to get out of there. Um, so yeah, um, and Haley's, we're so eager to get into relationships. And, <laughs> Haley's been through a fucking metric fuck ton and this album is the culmination of all of the hardships she endured so it's pedals, a very pedals for armor yeah very like, personal album very emotionally heavy hitter yeah like flower petals then so it's spelled with a t not a d yeah, yeah. not bicycle pedals yeah <laughs> thank you so so let's hop right into simmer let's jump into the simmering pot yeah let this this album doesn't simmer this album fucking boils man this is a Spicy album. Spicy water. Um, Simmer. Interesting start to the album. This is the first single. Yeah. Okay. So it's the first single. Yeah. Um, interesting start. I do see why it's a single comparative compared to, to some of the rest of the songs on there, but it makes sense. Um, it's interesting. It's kind of slow, especially yeah. for Haley Williams being pop punk. Yeah. Um, I mean, this whole album is really slow for Haley Williams. I would say Dead yeah. Horse is the only one that, like, competes with, like, a pop-punk style. Yes, but then there's also parts of songs that are, like, kind of fast and pick up, and you're like, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah. and then it's back. But this one, I like the vocals. I like her vocals in all her, the songs. Her voice. Her is... voice is so, it's different in a way that is so her and unique that you can't, you, it, it's Haley Williams. To get, like, the kind of, like, raw emotion that she has in her songs in this particular album most singers take like a very like breathy kind of like like a really like <sighs> kind yeah. of approach to vocals she doesn't she's very much like in her throat very full tone mm -hmm. but she just like hits this like sincere sadness with it that is like really unique that i feel like most singers wouldn't be able to pull off similar to her <clears throat> yeah and it's fucking amazing because it's like she's just doing something that other people arguably can't do which musically is fucking awesome like just really solidifying your own thing like yeah no one else is gonna do this as good as me <laughs> um but Sibber, i'm surprised it's a single with how experimental it sounds yeah <laughs> it's uh got a lot of weird electronics it's got weird drum pad timings and stuff like that um, and but, then, but I think, I still think it's a pretty interesting song. Yeah. It's like one of those songs where I'm just like, it piques my interest. I don't know how I feel about it one way or the other, but it draws me in. Um, I like it because, um, mostly like the actual like lyrical content of the song. Cause it's about like how she's basically just filled with bottled up rage. She's fucking angry all the time, but she, she just has to simmer. <laughs> Like, she just has to, like, like, you can tell she's upset, but she's not going to, like, actually show it. I, you know what? It's funny. Now that you say that, that definitely makes a lot of sense because I always see her in interviews and she always looks like she's, like, you say the wrong word, she's ready to go. <laughs> Dude, I would, fight you in the parking I would love to get slapped by Haley Williams. No, she'll full-on knife you. Please. 
She'll she'll end me. Got you. End me, please. <laughs> um, um, but nothing, nothing sounds as experimental as cinnamon. Um, I mean, we could talk about "Leave It Alone" first, the song that comes before cinnamon. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, my notes are. I did it all weird. We should go to "Leave It Alone." <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to write. I don't know how to read my you, own writing. You're all good, man. Um, so this song, like, both lyrically and instrumentally, just has a super sad feeling to it. Like, it's yeah. just... Especially when the BPM is that of, like, a dying heart rate. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, the, <laughs> the tension on the vocals and yeah. stuff. Like, I feel like at some parts she's arguably singing incorrectly on purpose to show, like, strain. I see that. Because it's not like a grit. It's not like singing with rasp. Like Joan Jett. You know? Yeah. Like, she's almost singing, like, through, like, a clenched throat to show that, like, I'm struggling over here. Like, I'm going through a bunch of shit. I'm walking here. <laughs> um, so, I'm struggling so, here. So this song is um, centered around the idea that she's, like, finally learning to be happy but she's had to remove so many problem people from her life that she's now kind of reaching the point where it's like, there's no one left to see me be happy. Like as I get older and I keep losing people like, yeah, I'm getting better, but no one's seeing it. And it's like, that's, that's fucking hard. Cause like you want people to see that you're like getting happier and getting better and overcoming your problems. But like, you know, like as you get older, friends die, friends leave, you have to remove people from your life that you realize were problematic. And it's like, there's just no one left. That's fucking rough. (laughs) It's a lot of emotion in this fucking album. I feel like uh, you went to therapy by listening to this album. Uh, Yes. We're two songs in and you're like, you're about to start crying. Like, man, this (laughs) this, this touched me. This is a very emotional album for me. (laughs) This this touched me like that pastor across the street. (laughs) Mr. Wiggins. Is that his name? I think so. Yeah, he's a pedophile. He can go could, fuck himself. I could get it wrong. That's a real thing that I'm sure we talked about in the Surprisingly Oh, yeah. We, we have talked about Mr. Wiggins and you leaving your hoodie there and you being too afraid to go back for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And right I was so. really, I was really sad because I had that hoodie for less than a week and it was 2007. The Red Sox had just won the World Series. Dude, and it was I, 2007 Red Sox World if Series. If you would have told me, I would have gone back for it. At the time, he probably would have left me alone. I was not a good looking kid. I am, I am a peak <sighs> glow up. All right. Like, I am like a fine wine. I got it better with age. It gets better. Yeah, it always gets better. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, th- this song is definitely, like, uh, has a different level of low sadness to it from the rest of the album, I'd say. Um, and, like, one of the parts in the song references uh, her grandmother, who fell down the stairs and suffered head trauma and, like, for- basically forgot who she was. Like, she just, like, the head trauma was so traumatic, like, it basically, like, forced dementia on her. Oh, TBI? uh, Yeah, so it's, like, even someone, like, as close and loved as, like, her grandma can't even see her progress because her grandma doesn't really know who she is anymore. And it's like, man, this is... This is a lot. (laughs) Haley, are you okay? (laughs) Because I I know you're you're in therapy and stuff, but... uh, Yeah, better help. I think you still need a hug. Like Jesus I get Christ. her ads all the time. Yeah. Huh? The ads for better help or something like that. Oh, 
I mean, I'm sure she just already had a therapist, but yeah. But now she can do it on her own time. Dude, yeah. I'm just, this is just what she tells me, okay? Um, so do you have any notes on Leave It Alone, or did you just uh, go straight into Cinnamon? Apparently, <laughs> I just went straight into Cinnamon. All right. No, 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 no. I do have notes on that. This one was really slow. Yeah. It slowed it down, got turned up the experimental yeah. to, a, to like, 10. Yeah. And it was like, like, okay. I was definitely like, I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Because I, I try not to get in touch with my emotions. Because I'm like... Really? I couldn't tell by the everything about you. I drink like, to drown. You are peak Irish German where it's just like, if a problem arises, you just down. start seeing more of the bottom of your drink. <laughs> that shoots. <laughs> you know, I think I've seen... It the... is not German. I don't know. It's the shoots. Um, I don't know shit about alcohol. Dude, I feel like I see... You know the, how to cook with I, it. I, I feel like I see the bottom of uh, beer cans and bottles more than I see your face. <laughs> and he wonders why. Because you damn. judge me. <clears throat> I feel like I see... Bologna sandwiches. I feel like you see my hairy, naked ass more than you see my face. Are they not the same? The couch. What? What? <laughs> Never seen that. Hasn't happened either. Um, so up next we got Cinnamon. Um, so you you wanted to talk about this since you skipped the song. I have questions. You have answers. I don't. I don't have answers. You will receive answers. So what fucking time signature is this song? <laughs> what? It's so all over the place. No, don't count it. There is no time signature. It's random fucking beating and strumming of instruments. It's 4-4. Four, four. No. Yeah. That is the most strangest 4-4 four, four ever. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, one, two, three, four. It's um, she, she uses fucking... a lot of offbeats. So, yeah, it definitely does go weird. But you can, ca you can definitely count it as 4-4. Four, four. Um, maybe the bass is not, but I, it, I don't know. It could be a really weird, like, swing time signature on the bass, but I think it's just 4-4. Four, four. What if it's, uh, 16-16? That's 4-4. Four, four. Just count it differently. So you'd, like, 1-2-3-4-1-2-3-4-1-2-3-4-1-2-3-4, but you can just dial that down to just being 1-2-3-4. So... If it's the same, 1, 1, 2, 2, 4, 4, 8, 8, 16, 16, 32, 32, it's just 4, 4. No, I, I know. I know yeah, fractions. But I, but I mean, like, I don't know. I think it's just 4, 4 across the board. Maybe some parts, like, break <sighs> off into something different, and I'd have to count the whole song, which I don't really feel like doing So the, the intro is way fucking weird. It's... This is, like, a real weird culmination of a lot of genres. Yes. Like, the bass is super fucking funky. Yeah, funky the drum, bass. The drums are, like, hip-hop in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I didn't even think of hip-hop, yeah. The vocals are kind of... The melody, they, like... Uh, it's, like, almost like a jazzy kind of time. It's really weird. Like, it's... <laughs> this song has got some zest on it. That's for fucking shit. Sure. It is interesting. It is zesty. Um, it's spicy like cinnamon. 
And then she's very percussive when she sings on the song. I guess yes. I am going. And it's like she does it a lot in the album, and I love it. I love the the that percussive uh, vocal yeah. melody. Um, one thing uh, I've noticed about Haley Williams uh, is she has a thing for cinnamon. I feel like cinnamon gets mentioned throughout the album on some um, other songs. So the and words that sound like cinnamon, um, like cinnamon. Yeah. Um. So. The the main theme of the album is flowers, obviously, but yeah, cinnamon's mentioned a lot too. And um, once we get to uh, roses, uh, I'll get more into the flower metaphor. Yeah, roses, um, lotus, violet, iris. Yeah. Um, but this particular song is about making the house that you were basically forced to move into. So she broke up, so she had to go get a new house, like a new life, basically. And like trying to make this cold empty place like comfortable and like home for you so like uh cinnamon is like kind of like her comfort word in a way of like cinnamon makes her feel relaxed and comfortable so she uh like fills the house with things that make her feel safe but simultaneously she's building these walls up around her and not letting other people in so that she can feel safe do 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 you know what that is like, Trevor? Putting walls up so that you don't have to let other people in? Nope. Okay. Um, Who are you? Get out of my house. Um, this is my favorite song on the album. This really? Is, this is, like, hands down my number really? one. It is... Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> um, this is far and away my favorite. Like, this is a... Honest to God, 10 out of 10 song for me. Like, I see no flaws in this song. It is a perfect song, in my opinion. What time signature is <laughs> It's 4-4. Four, four. You say that. <laughs> you say these numbers, but I don't think you know what they mean. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. You, you took my joke. Um, Good. Okay, well, um, um, hey, this next song is about Taryn. <laughs> Um, I wish this song was about me. Okay, um, well, what's the name of the song? Well, Jane? actually, I don't wish this song was... I wish half of the song was about me. A uh, Creepin'. Um, so... Creepin' is, like... That part of the song is, like, why do you keep creeping into my thoughts? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you in my head anymore. Why, why are you living in my head rent-free right now? All right? <laughs> Not why are you stalking me? Yeah, no, no, it's it's metaphorically like why are you like in all yeah. of my thoughts? Um, but then the other aspect of the song is uh, she mentions uh like vampires and stuff like that in the song, um, in the lyrics, and it's like people who like suck the life energy oh, out yeah, of you. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember hearing yeah. that that lyric and going, what? Yeah, it's about like those people. In your life that like suck the energy out of you and you need to get rid of them emotional that, that vampires is, that is not what i am Haley. I, I, yeah <laughs> i love you you're not an emotional vampire yeah we don't share our emotions with each other i do the opposite where like i'm like pushing the the energy and happiness into you through my teeth what through your cummies yeah <laughs> Dude, I wish you have so you drink so many fucking energy drinks that that girl swallowing your load 
We'll give her enough energy. That took me a second to figure out where you were going. We'll give her enough energy to fucking stock an you entire get, store at night. Get fucking wired. It's probably. Why, um, it's probably. Have I told you the story about? Did I tell you the story about the girl who smoked cigarettes that I hooked up with? No. So, um, she was just ridiculously hot. Like, so I was just like, I knew I wasn't gonna date her. You know, like it was, I, I knew what this was. All right, we were just gonna hook up a couple of times and move on with our day. And she smoked. your day a couple of times. Jesus, good for you. <laughs> um, so we were hanging out outside of a bar, and she was smoking a lot. And I was just like, gross, but whatever. Um, it's like just, gross, I, but I, I don't plan on there. spending my life with this person, so it's fine. She's ridiculously good looking, so I'll just get past this and enjoy my time. Anyway, so like once we get back to our place, Central Point House, um, so we're banging, you know, we're banging. And uh we make out while we're banging. I think I got a like secondhand nicotine high from it being like in her mouth because I felt just like super lightheaded and nauseous and like slightly wired in Nick's a weird sick. way. Yeah, and it was just like, this is the worst fucking thing ever. Like, I wanted to throw up. That's why you gotta keep doing it. No. It's an acquired taste, Darren. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Darren, it's an acquired taste. Dude, you gotta get into it. One of my coworkers, um... Sounds like that? We are talking about... Yes, a different coworker, though. She always sounds like this, and she's wondering where this is. And I'm just sounds like, shut like the fuck up. No one wants to hear you. Uh... <laughs> But no, one of my coworkers likes to drink 100% cranberry juice. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, I have to, like, basically, like, shot glass it down. Like, it's a struggle for me to drink cranberry juice to get that iodine in. Iodine's important, people. Public service announcement. And he's like, oh, no, I like it. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, I like, like, the sour bitterness of it. And I was like, As I drink you, you know, our head boss is going to come in and ask why I fired you. <laughs> <laughs> why because he likes cranberry juice what's wrong with him all right i love this coworker though creeping creeping so why do you think i like this song Taren? It the bass line i would say like it's kind of like a it, no. it's just fun it's got some bluesy motherfucking yeah. riffs in the background like not like 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 some fucking bb king fucking yeah blues licks in the background just randomly yeah and i'm like i'm for it it fits and it's giving me that creeping vibe stop um, reading my fucking notes i can't read it from here i'm just really? more so admiring your poor handwriting <laughs> i was jotting down really quickly i saw <laughs> you should see when i try and take my time it looks a lot worse <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, now that you mention it, I can hear it, but I definitely wasn't thinking about it when I was listening to it. I was more focused on the bass and the drum line. Was it during the chorus where she kind of makes her voice all creepy? Yeah. Yeah. And then... Uh, it's so funny because you keep looking at it. It looks like you can read them, but you're just staring at it. Yeah, nothing. no, that's just... I hate blame. I hate blaming my ADHD for shit, but it's definitely my ADHD. Like I just see that there are things written there, so my brain is like desperately trying to read it. It's like I want to know what's over there, <laughs> and it's just like you can't read it. Shut up. Uh, do you want to know? Suck. Love vocals. Got some bluesy guitar. She gets um, creepy. I like it. That's my <laughs> note. <laughs> 
she gets um, she gets creepy i like it um one thing i like about it and it's more so of a uh key choice thing is the song is supposed to be arguably creepy and uncomfortable and she does a good job so like they um i think it's a i think it's b is the root chord but i could be wrong i didn't listen to this album as much as typical since we drew this album out of the hat like three days ago and i've been trying trying to listen to this album but i was at work listening to angry music a lot and i wasn't really in the mood for sad music i've literally listened to this all yesterday and today okay yeah only thing i've listened to for an album that i absolutely fucking adore and love i did not give this album as much attention as i wanted but anyway um so like it keeps coming back to the same chord which is pretty standard but it was very much like a focal point of the song so you stayed in one spot the whole time but just the way the chords were like played and the way she sings it like it's a really uncomfortable feeling of like you're in one spot which arguably for music makes it calm and relaxing but the way it's performed it makes it uncomfortable but in a correct way and whoever worked on this album with her, um, I saw the name of the producer. I can't remember right now. Was they it did, Kanye West? They did, no. Uh, they did an amazing job of just making an incredibly smart album. Yes. Like. Yes, I agree. I, I, I concur. Yeah. Doctor. 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 Um, so up next, we got Sudden Desire. What is this song? Uh, Something I'm super unfamiliar with, you know, uh, wanting to go back to someone even after all the hardships and ignoring the pains that you suffered in the relationship just so that you can feel a little bit of physical affection from that person that you loved again. Why don't you come on over, Valerie? (laughs) Yeah? Does that make you uncomfortable? Taryn... uh, Likes to think that he's still in love with his ex. For comedic effect. <clears throat> he's definitely not in love with Valerie still. So, um... He's definitely still in love with Emily. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I definitely want to... So this song, uh... You want to go to therapy and talk about this. The, uh, musical... Not the per- time The replaced. musical performances done on this song are really fucking good. Dude, her fucking <clears throat> vocals on this song... She belts it. Yeah. The chorus, the chorus is insane. The chorus is probably one of the best parts of the album. Uh, yeah. It's one of the best parts of the album. Just yeah. the chorus. Verse, I could do without. Yeah. Like, uh, I like the parallel, though, of like the super dissonant, aggressively rough chorus, and then the like smoothness of the verses. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. Like, I listen to hardcore, like metalcore and stuff like that. Like, that's the entire point is do you, super heavy, then bright and fluttery vocals, and do, then super do, heavy. Do you listen to, to a band? Have you ever heard of a band called uh, Dance Gavin Dance? Um, no, I haven't. Maybe we should bring them on the podcast. Yeah, I heard yeah. that they had like an album that was like pretty good. Yeah, Afterburner? Uh, something about strawberries. That's uh, <laughs> that's not narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. I think they have six strawberry songs that are all on different albums. They should just get like they should make like a few more strawberry songs and then just have an album called then the strawberry, the strawberry collection. 
Strawberry Chronicles. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Um, that actually is really good. That would be like their greatest hits album, The Strawberry Chronicles. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Copyright that. You have to um, pay me money when you do that because that's fucking good. Um, Give me money, Will Swan. Yeah. No, the like grittiness of the chorus, the electronics going on in the background, dude. It's like a brick fucking wall hitting you in the face. Yeah, you're just like... Whoa, like, wait, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, no, I... Did she just... Where did this come from? She's like 80s diva pop, like, like and then, bravado. Like, the melody, too. It's like really <clears throat> weird melody choice for the chorus, like the pacing of her vocals. But it is so out of left field and such a strong performance. It's just like, whoa, 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 okay. whoa. Okay, okay. We need to talk about this. All right. What the fuck does out of left field even mean? Um, As someone who plays baseball, left field is the more common place that it's hit. Yeah, but people it's coming out of left field. Well, yeah, but the catcher's throwing it back, or the, the fielder's throwing no, it no, back see, in left field. See what you, no, There's the, angels the, in the, the outfield. Du- the dude in, in left field had a bat, and you just weren't fucking expecting it, and he hit the ball back like it was playing tennis. Or he's... Is he a beater on a Quidditch team? Like, why would he have a bat? <laughs> for fun. Dude, I for look like this. The, for stopping I look like, the runner. I look like this, and I just made a fucking nerdy-ass Harry Potter yeah, reference. I know, right? Dude, I'm a fucking catch. I was, talking, I was talking with a vendor about F1, and, like, she was looking at me like, Dude. You watch F1? <laughs> Dude, Lewis Hamilton won again. Yeah. And I was just like, no, I hate watching F1 because this is literally what happens every race. Lewis Hamilton packs passes Max for stopping or whatever his fucking name is, and you could just turn off the, sh- the channel then. That is it's literally over. what happened. Yeah, he was, he was, <laughs> it's every fucking race. He was twenty seconds down with twenty laps to go, and Lewis Hamilton passes and Lewis Hamilton Max pitted. He pitted uh, to get soft tires on so he could go faster he got 20 seconds in like 15 laps and passed him it's like what's the fucking point <laughs> dude it's he so is that good dumb. his car is that good like his team's why? that good like yeah. just there are no flaws and it's fucking dumb yeah what really sucks is to be uh um valtteri Bottas. Mm-hmm. The the second Mercedes driver, who always has to just oh loses loose pass, yeah Lewis Hamilton's coming up on you please pat please let him pass, all right, he fucking hates it too. I've seen interviews with him. He fucking he people ask him about it and he's just he just like pretty much plays like the like the like yep you know the team's got to get the big wins you know no not even that he just doesn't he he he's just looks upset all the time like he knows what's going on but it's like I'm still pretty much the second best driver in F one. Yeah, but I'm just. But because I'm on the same team as him, I have to just let him always be the winner. Yeah, and it's just like I guess I'll always finish second, making those buku bucks. Yeah. Uh, which <clears throat> Lewis Hamilton retires, he's gonna be the fucking world champion. It, it yeah. will be a closer race between him and Verstappen and and yeah. some of the other drivers. But it's just Sergio Perez. But yeah, just while Lewis Hamilton's in it, it's just like he's got to retire soon. Yeah. Dude, we've been God. saying the same thing about Brady for like five years now. But Brady's fun to watch because yeah. other people have won the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> all, all right. To to bring it away from a uh, jock shit. Um, for all my Smite fans out there, dude, does watching the Jade Dragons just two zero every set is fucking boring? 
Yeah. It's the same as watching Lewis Hamilton win. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool. They got the five best players, the best player in each role, all on one team. All right, let's just watch them dominate the league for a year. Do you think you could be good on a good team? No. Like, if you were put on their team, would you do good? No. You would. No. You would ruin them? I wouldn't ruin them, but I would be a hindrance. Like, my, so my best lane is solo lane. Um... But that would take fine okay off the team, and he is, I would say, top three player overall in the league across all roles. So it's like, that's a hindrance in and of itself. Then, like, I'm just not that good. Like, if I played all the time, maybe. But I don't. I started playing, like, pre-beta, like, back before season one. So I definitely had the time to get good, but I didn't. I just want everyone to know I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> um, no, I would not be able to compete with the pros. There's a reason they're pros and I'm not. I like I got to like pretty high on ranked, but I'm still nowhere near their level. <sighs> yeah, so uh Haley Williams doesn't give a shit about your fucking smite yeah. problems. Yeah. So L- literally you're asking a college basketball player, do you think you're gonna be as good as LeBron? No. <laughs> You know what? I don't actually. You know why? Because LeBron came from high school. Yeah, and he does steroids. I'd I'd bet my entire fucking car on that. That he does steroids. All right, hot takes. I Um, I would say all ten of the top players use steroids. There's no way that they don't. Chicken and brown rice and taco Tuesday. (laughs) Chicken, brown rice, broccoli... Taco Tuesday. Sweet potatoes. I don't lights. know. They have pretty strict drug testing. Yeah, I know there's ways so around do bodybuilding it. competitions. No, they don't. <laughs> that's that's the exact opposite. Like steroids helps their sport. Steroids helps all sports. Like it's not just for getting bigger. Like if you take steroids and then instead of lifting weights you just run all the time the like more acute muscles that deal with running will get stronger faster. It's just what you do while you're on the steroids is how it affects you. Suddenly I have a desire to get back to talking about Haley Williams. Okay. So up next we have dead horse Trevor's favorite song on the album. It's actually not. It's one of my favorite songs. I would say that it is probably like, if you're like, you can only have one song on this album is that's going to be it. Because it it's the most conventional radio pop good song. Yes, but it's also I feel like got one of like the darkest lyrics. Oh yeah, like I mean, like in terms of actual like musical style, it's the yeah, most yeah, conventionally yeah. good song. It's not experimental. Yeah. Um. So I I uh, yeah my only note for this was yes. Yeah. I like uh, this song. Her voice has so much power. Like it's just so. In your face, big. It is, but there's some other songs in this album where she gets it. You mean Sudden Desire? Sudden Desire (laughs) is one of them, yes. Um, Um, Dead Horse is a very good song. It's uh, very blatantly about her being abused. Yeah. Uh, I beat it like a dead horse. Well, that's about uh, she kept trying to make the relationship better, even though the relationship had been dead in the ground for a long time. Okay, fine. I dyed my hair blue to match my lips. Um, That's what strangulation. 
that is actually a reference to her dyeing her hair going into the second album. What? Uh, what? She, um... Yeah, she, but she dyed her hair blue to match her lips that were blue because she was being strangled or drowned or something. So many lack of oxygen. Is that not what it was? I'm pulling it up. You told me all this stuff. No, I didn't. Yeah, Who yeah, else was? I didn't tell you shit. Well, this would have been months ago. You so. also think I told you that the Ducks on Dawn makes it better. Okay, first of all, you should fucking just say that, yes, you told me that. I didn't tell you it. But You told me that I told you it, and you've just ran with that for like four years now. Yeah, just fucking take it. I didn't like, do it. What does it matter? No. Yeah, that it does make them better. What's the name of the song? No, the times four one is better. It literally says it's four times stronger. That's stupid. There's no fucking regulatory office that does that sort of testing. Um, yeah, so going into the second album, the self, or no, the third album, the self-titled album, the record label was like, hey, since we're going a different direction now, you've always been known as the orange-haired girl. Now, the on the color wheel, the opposite's blue, so you need to start doing, like, blue everything, because now you're, like... You're not that Haley Williams anymore. You're this Haley Williams now. So. So this has nothing to do about abuse. Well, I mean, yeah, the song's about emotional abuse and physical abuse. God but, damn it. I was so it's, wrong. It's more so just about, like, the abuse she endured through, like, her whole life of just, like, constantly being pushed around. When did she sign with a record label? 14. Yeah, so she's been pushed around her whole fucking life. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she's she's... she's She's 32 now, so she's been owned by the music industry for more than half of her life. That sucks. Um, That's like one of the worst businesses to be in. But yeah, so so this song's about like how she knew she was in a shit relationship that was like burning out it was going to end it was a terrible relationship skipping she, like a record i sang along yeah. i saw all the problems but i kept going with it yeah like she, she beat the dead horse of trying to fix all the problems so like the relationship was dead but let's keep trying anyway what did the lyric uh yeah 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 mean um are you actually googling it i was joking uh, don't look it up um, she was just uh, referencing uh, the Lijadu sisters, a Nigerian music duo that she fell in love with while touring uh, for After Laughter. She got really into African music, and it's a reference to those musical styles. Okay, actually, I see that now. That's actually impressive. <laughs> I, I, that is actually incredibly impressive. <laughs> that actually changes the whole way I look at the song. Because, um, like... I, I like I always hate to bring it up but like it's a very interesting look in the African culture is yet yeah, Ewan McGregor's Long Way Down thing where they go through Africa yeah. and they do play a lot of like music they go they ex-husband's like, name is Chad Gilbert by the way Chadwick um, but like they play like a lot of, of native music for whatever country they're in you know as the background music and like I've watched it so many times that I can I I can always hear it in my head, and like mm-hmm. I see that, like that, that yeah, 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 kind of like they, they that is part of that music, and that is so cool. Yeah, and I like it even more now. 
And another lyric that is a bit of a public service announcement in the song is... Wash uh, your hands? Huh? I don't know. Um, Just wash your hands. So, public service announcement. So, um, wash your hands. Uh, so... Right now? Um, <laughs> that uh, he cheated on Haley in their relationship. And she's like basically like, oh man, I should have saw this coming since he cheated on his last wife with oh. me. Yeah. Um, what, so what's the lyric? So someone cheat. Um, the lyric is, uh. Uh, "I got what I, I deserved. I was the other woman first. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like um, right off the get go in the song. Um, other others on the line, but I keep trying to make it work. So he's always got other girls on the other line, but she's still trying to keep him. Um, so if someone cheats on you. Or no, someone cheats on their significant other with you, and you think, oh, I get to date this person now. <laughs> Prepare for a shit show, dickbag. Turn. What? Yeah. I'm just going to fuck Valerie. What? What? Okay. <laughs> we're, we're not talking. Um, but I agree with that. Yeah. If they're willing to cheat on their significant other with, with you, you, guess what's in your you. future? Getting cheated on. So up next, we got my friend. My friend. My friend. Slow, weird. This song kind of sounds like a mental breakdown. Yeah, it's it's not very fun. It um, isn't fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't find it very fun. Yeah, it, it's about uh, like the friend that she did have through all these hardships that basically like watched her suffer through all this. Like, yeah, it's like, it's just about the, yeah. It's like, thanks for being there for me through all the hard times. But yeah, it was a pretty just lackluster song for me. Yeah. Sorry. It didn't, didn't make it. Hey Haley, this is a negative reflection on your friendship. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, we're just, we're talking about the song. Yeah. Emotional properties of it. I'm sure very deep and meaningful. Yeah. But we don't know anything about those. Yeah, we don't have so, emotions. Yeah, we don't have friends either. Like, this is strictly professional. Yeah. Yeah. You should see a soft <laughs> camera. Yeah. It's strictly pornographic. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't really have much to say about the song, so no. if you want to just move on. Is it over yet? <laughs> yes. So, up next we got Over Yet. Yeah. Um, I kind of dig this song. So, it kind of got me... Uh, uh, it kind of hooked me kind of weird. Like, uh, she kind of channels her inner Lady Gaga, I feel like, in this song. Yes. Yeah, the vocal melodies especially. And I just want to point out, this is where the album turns. It changes. Yeah, this is a very different album for the back half. Yes. Um, so this song's punk as fuck. I'm not sure if you really caught it, but the drums and the pacing... Like, it's a drum machine that sounds electronically kind of hip-hop-ish, but it's for most of the song, and then the chorus is more of a kind of drums, which is slower, but okay. That's still can be punk. If you added power chords and, like, an actual drum kit to the song, and she gave pretty much the same musical performance, it would sell as a punk song. Like, maybe pop-punk, but it'd be in the punk variety. Like, it definitely has, like, a lot of zest to it mm-hmm. that's hidden by, like, the kind of electronic post-pop vibe that she brings. It was a really cool song. Uh, 
I loved it personally. Um, I liked it. I liked it. I, yeah. It, it, she channeled. There were some Lady Gaga aspects to it that I was like, where she gets hmm. that kind of like soulful yeah. kind of like and, really and, big sound. And this is a change in the album. Yeah. This is where the album gets a little bit different. Um. So yeah. Uh. Next one. Uh, uh, the next song I, is about. I, I, I was, oh, you have more things to say. Sorry, I always try to go. I, 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 was, I was just gonna say that the song's got a good message as well, much like the rest of the album. Like this song is very lyrically driven, so I feel like we we have to talk about like what the songs are about. Oh, the album is very lyrically driven. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the song's about like don't give up yet, just because you're depressed. Like keep working and trying to be better. It's not but, over yet. Yeah, it's not over yet. You you got four more rounds in you. Then you can kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> kill yourself. Um, so, the, yeah. It, it's just a pretty motivational song, uh, lyrically. Mm. And then the beat is, like, pretty upbeat. So it's definitely, like, got the feel to replicate the lyrics yeah, in a pop, lot of ways. Pop punk. Yeah. Yeah, early Haley's coming through. I'm not legally allowed to think about 16-year-old Haley Williams. It's against the rules. <laughs> Even though I was, like, what, like... 12 at the time <laughs> i was like 13 when i discovered paramore and i was like this is the greatest thing ever it's like i don't know what to do <laughs> this is my sexual awakening <laughs> my, no my sexual awakening was britney spears man. me too i was yeah. about to say that britney spears uh yeah. 2003 i think Oops, it was the toxic it toxic music video Oh, toxic you were a late bloomer okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean probably not considering i'm older than you well, like, i'm just saying I, Oops, I, was, I did it again was it for me Oh, I was like nine. The red jumpsuit. Wait, maybe it was Oops, I did it again. It was whatever one was on the airplane. That's toxic. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I saw that oh, video. Yeah, no, 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 no. Toxic. Yeah. But I had already moved on to other yeah. girls by that, that time that came out. Yeah, no, like it was like. I'm two years younger It was like spring of 2003 and I just hit the bottom of my desk. Just, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it was on MTV, and it was just like, <laughs> my life is going to change forever, isn't it? And nice. then next thing I knew, I had a bush. <laughs> what? Dude, okay. Do you, re like, remember, like, you're like, oh. no, 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 like, the actual, like, stage of your pubic hair growing? Or was it just one day you looked down, and it was just like, what the fuck? When did this happen? Because <laughs> that's how it was for me. Like, I don't remember, like... The stage between before it grew and when it had grown. Like, I don't remember those either. Yeah. Like, it was just suddenly there one day, and I was like, oh, I'm going to shave this. I remember when I, like, started getting a mustache. I, I, I was like, Dad, what do I do with this? Nah, I, I always shaved for a long time because <sighs> I didn't want facial hair. Also because, like... uh no young person should grow facial hair because it never looks good. It just looks patchy. Yeah, if you're and you in high like school, rat. if you're in high school, don't grow. Un unless you hair. just have some god tier genetics and you do grow in full beard. But and if it if it's at all patchy, shave it. And if you do, if you do, be the cool kid and buy kids alcohol. They're still gonna card you. <laughs> no, not if you Dude, look. If I you get carded. <laughs> I half the time get carded. I'm, I, I shave. I look like a fucking baby. I have photos to prove it. I'm 27, and I still get carded with a fucking beard. Like, it, <laughs> they're going to card a 17-year-old with a beard. It depends, man. Do you know how often I don't get carded? I say a good 25% of the time. 
uh, I would also say you, you look a lot older than me. So, not a lot older, but you definitely look older than me. Now you just look like you sat on a shorter bus than me. <laughs> we didn't ride the same bus. We lived far yeah. away. Yeah. We lived half yeah. a town away. Well, I don't think. Did you ever ride the bus? I did. Hmm. I remember sometimes I get a note. I remember a couple of times I got a note and I'd ride the bus home with you on a Friday. Oh yeah. Yeah, your bus was scary to ride, man. Those kids yeah. were fucking crazy. Dude, my my bus driver was such a cunt. So like the way my bus route was is I would be like four streets away from my street and I would just get off there and walk home. Because it took this huge loop around, then it cut over, then it came back, then it went down my street. And I would beat the bus to my house by like twenty minutes. <clears throat> So it was like, okay, I don't mind walking. Walking's fine. The bus driver, like, found out I didn't live, like, directly in that neighborhood, and she lost her shit. Like, she was furious that I was getting off there. And my mom wrote a note saying that it was okay. And, like, she was still just, like, unaccepting of it. Like, this isn't your bus stop. You shouldn't be getting off here. What's wrong with walking? What, so I can look like you when I'm older? You fat cunt. Anyway, enough about my bus driver. I don't know about Terrence Fat Cunt. Yeah. Um, so up next we got roses, lotus, violet, iris. What do all in those have in common? They're flowers. They're flowers. They're flowers. She does make a lot of gardening references. Yeah, so I think she likes to garden. I think this is also just mainly about It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for maintaining your own garden inside you and in self care, you know? You know what? You got it absolutely wrong. Uh what? Did I really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wow, I thought um, I... <laughs> you thought I, you had a dinger. I did. I was like, I learned a lot, and I feel like I, I came out better, and now I realize, no, I didn't. I just need to go kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like this song that much, musically. Yeah, musically, I didn't really lyrically, lyrically, she knocks it out of the fucking park. Oh, yeah. Uh, roses, 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 roses. is a great lyric. Yeah. Um, truly inspiring. So, uh... The garden is life, and um, the flowers in the garden are all beautiful. Like, you go into a garden, and all these flowers are bright, vibrant, beautiful. Except for that fat cunt bus driver. (laughs) Yeah, she's a bitch. (laughs) Um, So, um, but why are the flowers beautiful? Are they competing to be more beautiful than the other flowers? No, flowers don't think like that. A a rose isn't like, man, I really got to try harder to be better than those fucking violets. You know, no, they're getting gang raped yeah. by bees, and it's uh, <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> um, oh my god, uh, put that no, on the, a fucking the, clip. The, the lyric "Roses, roses, roses" uh, have no concern for the colors of your violets, um, and that's just a play on the uh, common poem: "Roses are red, violets are blue." Here's uh, everything I hate about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the flowers aren't competing. So why are they so beautiful? Well, they're working on themselves. They're just focused on being the best them and growing further. I feel like I kind of said that. No. About self-care, maintaining your own garden. Yeah, but you're not maintaining the garden. The garden is all of reality. Okay, fine. I'm maintaining... What kind of flower am I? Um, a dandelion? You are a dandelion. What's that one Rar. that like, smells really bad? <laughs> I don't know. I want to be a flower, guy. You're, you're, you're durian fruit. What is that? The worst smelling thing on the planet. Okay. <laughs> it's it. it's a very 
pungent Asian fruit. Um, once, like, once you're actually, like, consuming it, I've had durian. It's a very strong smell. Um, like, once you e- actually, like, are eating it, it's like, okay, this is actually pretty good. You eat some more. Oh, man, this is awesome. Like, it's really good. But then if you eat anything else, it tastes like nothing. Like, it's just so overpowering overpowering like you can't taste anything else for like hours after it's wacky it's like getting covid um and then on the back half of the album after she's done singing about the roses and the irises and the violets and everything the beautiful conventional like gorgeous flowers to look at then she starts singing about the lotus so lotuses grow in very non-ideal situations so she is growing through hardships, self-doubt, and, like, a lot of, like, negative feelings of depression, but she's still doing her best to grow, like the lotus. So, that's the, like, meaning behind the flowers, is, like, these flowers are growing beautifully because they're doing the best that they can, oh my and God. I'm just trying to fucking survive over here. Oh, my God, that changes so many movies for me oh learning about what the lotus is yeah because like in like uh, i don't know if it was mulan but like movies that had like asian heritage and stuff like that like the dad would go to the daughter and be like oh my little lotus flower you know like hey i know that you're going through a lot of stuff but you're growing and you're becoming beautiful that is so fucking sweet and shit are you googling that to make sure that you're actually right no or you, you just know you're right. You just, fuck you. I, I mean, I did my research. You did your research, yeah. Research. I knew that would bother you. You raccoon-stroking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I hate raccoons. <laughs> I hate raccoons. Um. All right, so up next we got, unless you want to talk more about uh, roses. Mm, uh, I don't want to talk about roses, lotuses, violets, or irises any longer. Um... What what's your favorite flower? Well, I just named the four that I know. So, lilies. You don't know lilies? I thought those were like little pads that frogs sat on. Nope, lily pads. Yeah. Ooh, I want to date a girl and call her Lily Pad. That's cute. You could call her uh, her uh, tampon that. Can what? <laughs> her uh, tampon pad. Lily Call pad, Lily pad. <laughs> if her name is Lily's Lily. pads. <laughs> um, um, my favorite flowers are stargazer lily. In case anyone listening would like to buy me some flowers for my birthday. In three hundred and fifty-seven days. Not correct, but yeah. Is it? Do the math. R slash. Um. R slash. They did the math. Three fifty-two. Three hundred fifty-two days. That was close. It was a week off. So. Um, yeah, they're going to send it on the wrong day. It's going to be like May 5th, and it's going to show up in the mail. I'm like, you missed my birthday. Um, Stargazer lows. I'll remember So that. anyway, why we ever? Why we were ever. Uh, it's a groovy song. It's groovy. Yeah. This gets, this, like I said, the album turns at over yet, and this gets kind of groovy. Funky bass. Man. Yeah. What do they got? Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers on that bass? That's got some. Hopefully funk. not. No, no, or else I I feel like he's got some weird shit in his ne- past. Next to um the Foo Fighters, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are the worst band ever. I I I yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, they're not the worst band ever. Yeah. The worst popular band. Actually, no. The band who does the, we built this city. Isn't that? Uh, we built this city. Yeah. Rock and roll. That is the worst song ever. That That is the singular worst song ever Isn't written. that Journey? I don't know. Google it. I'm fairly certain that's Journey. But I don't know. Um, Starship. Oh, Starship. Starship Enterprise. It's the worst song ever. Starship, you should feel nothing but shame and sorrow for what you've done to humanity. No, they're just feeling those royalty checks, bro. Yeah, from grocery stores that play it. <laughs> um, um, so why we ever? It's funky. It's a groovy song, man. Yeah. It's got some funky bass. I'm like, okay. This is not like a song where it really does anything for me, where I'm like playlist, but listening yeah. to the album, I'm like, a, all right, let's keep the flow going. Yeah. This this album has a good flow to it. Yeah. Uh, like, it's not I, like an album where I'm like, ah, I'm going to skip that song. Oh, no. Where's a good song? Oh, there it is. It's not like that. Okay. It's not like that. Yeah. Her Her voice definitely strikes like a chord in me. Like, it is just such a... Like, it pierces your fucking ears, like, in a really unique way. Like, I just love hearing her sing. Like, your voice is just so special, Haley. Thank you so much for exhaling in such a way. That's, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, that is what she's doing, so. Yeah. Um, so this song is about uh, losing connection with someone as it gets, like, harder to communicate. There's the line about the tin can telephone. Yes, and to our houses, the, yeah. And the further away you get, the less effective it is. To the point you just can't hear or understand what the other person's trying to say. You know, I don't think that any of that... I don't think the tin can telephone is real. It works. I've never done it, so I don't know. Yeah, because you never had a friend who wanted to do that with you. You know what? You're right, so... I mean, I am a friend, but I just don't want to do a tin can telephone. Like, we could do better things with our time. Yeah, like talk on a real telephone. Yeah, or just, like, watch porn. Separately. So up next, we got Pure Love. Pure Love. <laughs> Speaking of pornography, with your best friend. Uh, Hey, Taryn, can I tell you a fun fact? Uh, sure. Pure Love. Favorite song on the album. Really? Dude. The... I, Haley, the intro bass is fucking zesty. Haley Williams channels her inner 80s pop diva Tina Turner. Yeah. And fucking just goes for it, man. This is some 80s diva pop shit that I was all for. Okay, man. I yeeted myself into this. I, I just want to sound like, uh, like, a, like one of the young cool kids, so... All right. It was so fucking good. Yeah. Pure the, love. The song's about you, too. Um, whoa, 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 what? So um, the lyrical content of the song, outside of the power pop diva that you're in love with, um, is that she wants to be loved again, but she knows she has to tear those walls down that she built up. I don't know what walls you're talking about. I haven't built up any walls. I know how to build a wall, but I haven't built up walls. I would say dating you would probably be very hard to communicate and get into your emotions. Because <laughs> you build up walls to keep yourself safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm like a castle. Okay. <laughs> you can't penetrate my castle. 
There's no penetration in this castle. Gonna need a pretty big uh, battering ram to penetrate that castle. Yep, that's why you're not even in my kingdom yet. <laughs> Got a tiny pecker. <laughs> Whoa there! No spreading lies on the podcast, Jesus. <laughs> Haley might hear this. Haley, I'm hung. I smack my fucking knees around. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, that would honestly be like... I, I would have like, probably killed myself by now. Yeah, like, you could cut off half of it and still be way too fucking big. <laughs> yeah. What if your dick was, like, 50% tip? <laughs> Isn't that, like, the most sensitive part? Yeah, but, like, imagine Why did how I that ask would, that? I know that. <laughs> imagine how that would look. I You just look like a deformed <laughs> mushroom. You eat some really weird deformed mushrooms. <laughs> I buy them pretty. And also, so. I I feel like every mushroom is deformed because they all look fucking weird. They all look like they're, they're not all having unique. a fun time. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, this song was pretty fun. Like, it's definitely not pretty. Pretty fun. Not up there for me, but um, it I was, liked it. It was really good. The bass mm-hmm. riff, particularly, was what I loved. Yeah, I loved the uh, power diva pop. So yeah. Um, so up next we got Taken. Taken. Got some of the best goddamn lyrics of the whole album on this song. Uh, if someone asks, I'm Taken. Or, and then it goes, if someone asks, so is he. Yeah. It's, it flows. I don't know why. It's yeah, like, like it, fun... it flows, but I wouldn't call it like a great lyric. Like it's just the same lyric repeated. <laughs> I know. But it's just. You like it when it's easy to listen to. Yeah. It's like, it's just like fun i like I don't know eight why. minute prog songs that confuse me sexually well sometimes yes but doesn't always have to um <laughs> Pinky yeah, uh, again in this song she sings super percussively yes it's very yes. like on the beat like very emphasized on each beat um the lyrics are a bit over repetitive but still fun yeah um the vocal melody is really good for the verses i really love that Yes. Um, but overall, it was it was an okay song. It was a decent little song. Kept the yeah. flow going. It kept the flow um, going. I don't know if she means literally taken or figuratively taken in the way of like, don't just because I'm singing a sad sad album about being like newly single of a relationship doesn't mean you get to appear in my life and be my boyfriend. I think that's what it is, but maybe she is literally so taken. if the last song was about me, that means this song's about you. You can't just appear in her life and become her boyfriend, Taryn. Yes, I can. Okay. I mean, sure, there are some court documents that tell me I can't, but that's not <laughs> the point. Haley, please sign my lawyer's fucking document so we can get rid of those. They're not needed anymore, okay? I'm not going to show up anymore. Uh, I don't like Nashville that much. Does she live in Nashville? She's from Nashville. I don't know if she still lives there. Oh, I was going to say, like, I know Nashville is big on the music scene again, but not in her genre. So, because that is a thing. Are you looking up? <laughs> Taryn's yep, looking. She, she lives in Nashville. Taryn's looking through his notes of what address is she currently living at? Taryn's a Stan. Yep. I call him Stan Ran. 
Tastin. So up next, we got Sugar on the Rim while Trevor tries to talk. Um, Stan. <laughs> Tarrant Stan. <laughs> That's what you are. All right, so um, up next, we got Sugar on the Rim. This is your favorite thing in the world, Darren. ASMR. It's got an ASMR opening intro. That snapping, dude, when you listen to it with headphones on, it goes all the way around your head. Some binaural beats going on. And I liked it. Um, I liked it, Taryn. This song's very avant-garde. Taryn, I liked it. This is a very was, weird song. It was very avant-garde. Um, um, but, 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 she channeled her inner Lady Gaga again in this yeah. song. Yeah. Um, with that kind of, like, electronic... It, like, talking, low, like, with a deep voice. Yeah. I was like, I'm for this. Yeah, no, I this, stand this. this song fucking hits. Uh, this song fucking <laughs> hits. Um, it's still got that like weird post pop style, but she definitely got fucking weird with it, and it, it's a lot of fun to listen to, and especially at this point in the album, you're kind of expecting the album to die down, and she keeps bringing like different yet really good into the album, which. Fucking props to her. A 15-song album, it's kind of hard to keep it interesting that long. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but she did a lot of experimental shit where it's kind of like you're always like, what is she going to do next? Yeah. So it's and kind like, of like a cheat code, yeah. to be fair. The electronics mm-hmm. have a ton of effect on the song. A lot of texture and feel added with the weird bibbidi-boops um, and whatnot. Pure love, taken in a way, this song, Sugar on the Rim have a very 80s vibe to it yeah i could hear that a bit of an 80s vibe like in the same way that lady gaga's chromatica had an 80s vibe yeah yeah this one not so much as chromatica because chromatica was was meant to be 80s this one i'm sure was also meant to but just a little more of a taster not a yeah not a full dive into like hey remember the style this was an appetizer not an entree Okay. Um, Appetizers are smaller. And... Thanks for describing how food works to me. I was very curious about that. I didn't describe how food works to you. I described you how food is served. Taryn, food is something that we all Tre- eat Trevor, pl- please just drink your drink so I can talk. Uh... <laughs> well, Taryn, so if you do things... Um, I can talk and drink. <laughs> Yeah, no, so the the song, The Sugar on the Rim, is the silver lining in life. Sure, the drink is bitter, but when, you put, the, the when you put the sugar on the rim, it adds a nice spice of happiness to it. You know sugar is the spice of happiness. Sugar and spice and everything nice. That's how yeah. the Powder Puff Girls were made. Actually, it's not Powder Puff. Why do I always say Powder Puff? It's Power Puff. Yeah. Powder Puff is a stupid thing that happens at the end of the year in high school where the fucking... Where they tell Senior women girls. they're not good enough to play sports, so they get this special game at the end of the year. The powder puff yeah. football game. And it's then like, then guys play volleyball or something cause, so they can be like, oh, we're equal. Uh, you think we should get rid of the lingerie football league? No. You know why we shouldn't, though? Should or shouldn't? We shouldn't. Okay, can you say it as two separate words? Are you saying should not or should? Should not. Okay. Shouldn't. (laughs) Okay. So you would be like, oh, yeah, it's sexist because we just watch women play football. No, they fucking hit hard. See, I 
I just purely am on the side of if it sells, it sells. Keep doing it. Like, honestly, fuck how people think and feel. If the consumer consumes, let them consume. What, are you going to say we shouldn't have porn either because it's unrealistic standards? Terrence, we all know it's unrealistic standards. You're a good capitalist. <laughs> good little capitalist Good boy. little capitalist boy. No, uh, like, I don't understand that whole, like, get rid of this thing because I don't like it. Do other people like it? Why are you trying to take away what other people enjoy? Are these women being paid? Are they being paid fairly? Are they signing contracts that they agree that they are being paid fairly to perform this thing? Yes? Then what's the fucking problem? I, I don't like it when women look like that on TV because my man watches it. Then address that with your man. Tell your man that you're uncomfortable with this and that you're not okay with it. And if you don't have that kind of communication in your relationship, that's your fucking problem, not the rest of the world's. Do I watch it? No. I couldn't give two fucking shits about lingerie football. I think it's incredibly dumb. But. I'm just saying they know how to play the game. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah. No. No. I, let consumers consume. There's no reason to take away something because you don't like it. Okay. We're empowering women by letting them be sexy. Uh, we're also empowering women because the last two bands have been female bands. Three. The Regrets, Stand Atlantic, and Haley Williams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was before The Regrets? I don't know how. Oh, oh, I, yeah. just said, I should have said, I don't know. Because that would have been funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would have been, like, been like, who was it? Like, I don't know. Like, but who was it? I don't know. Who was I, it? I would have got it eventually. I'm not that dense. After the second I don't know, I would have got it. I know. Who's on first? Who? <laughs> who's on first? What? Who's on second? Wait, who's on first? I don't know. I never thought that fucking thing was funny. Yeah. It was never funny. That like the whole like first? comedy of airs style of comedy where it's like it's just miscommunication by words being like the same as names and stuff like that. Like that's oh. incredibly racist. <laughs> Who? Who's on first? What's on second? Well, that's racist of you to assume that he's Asian. It's racist to assume that I assumed that you meant he was Asian. We're all just racist. All right, so um, next we got Watch Me While I Bloom. Uh, it, it digs its toes into the 80s again. Um, I, I apparently don't listen to music from the 80s because every time you keep bringing up the 80s, I have no idea what you're talking about. No one listens to music from the 80s. Like, it's just like a... Like, I don't Only, hear the 80s in any of these songs that you're saying the 80s is it's from. Got like, it's got, like, an electronica kind of a thing going on in it a little bit. It's very mellow because this is a super mellow song. Well, it's got super mellow parts to it. Like, the only, like, electronic-sounding 80s band I know is Devo, and I don't hear any Devo in these. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't hear any... No shit. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's confusing to me. You keep saying the 80s, and I'm like, I don't hear Devo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the only, like, 80s electronic I know. The only other 80s stuff I know is, like, hair metal. This, is, this punk. isn't punk. This isn't punk. I don't hear any Green Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this isn't punk. I don't hear any Green Day. That's what you sound like. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Green Day is the Devo and they're punk. Po and they're pop punk. Green Day? Yeah. I mean, a majority of what they have done has been pop 
punk, but originally they were punk. I would say even originally they were pop punk. They just evolved into what pop punk became. Because they, they did arguably take punk, which intentionally sounded bad, and they were like, what if we like applied like actual music chords and like theory to our writing and then made punk music, which is arguably pop punk. So the second you try and make punk sound good, arguably you're making pop punk. So weird that punk is made to not sound good, yet some of it sounds good. I mean, it's made to just sound like you're just really trying to force your emotion and hatred out there. So Pedals for Armor is punk? No. Because she's trying to make it sound good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, Pedals for Armor does not sound like Devo. Yeah, no, it, it really doesn't. <laughs> doesn't sound like Motley Crue either. The two bands way, I know from the 80s. Way to pick the two opposite ends of the spectrum of 80s music. Um, I would say Molly Crew would be closer to the middle where, like, the other side would be, like, Black Flag. Because, like, Motley Crue's not, like, chaotic. But see, sound. then you, you're also, you, there's, like, we don't know enough about 80s music to even really talk. Because, I know like, black metal didn't start until the 90s, so I know we're safe to say hardcore is probably the furthest to the side 80s music Ironically, gets. isn't black metal the most uh, white supremacist of the, of the yeah? <laughs> metal genre? Um, I don't know. I would say uh, just, like, general metal is probably more white supremacist because the fans, like, people who listen to Iron Maiden, I would say are more likely to be white supremacist than Gorgoroth. I don't know. Amin Amarath. They fucking slap. Ahmed Amarath? Amon Amarath. Amon Amarath. Okay. Yeah. They fucking hit hard. If you want to just feel like you're murdering children, it's a good band. Watch Revenge of the Sith? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So watch me while I blow. (laughs) Master Skywalker, they've come for the Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) Jesus. Well, that's how we get on our slash prequel memes. <laughs> Just booting kill. Do you think he killed them quickly or do you think he let them suffer? Do you think he just like quickly just like Jedi dashed around the room and just cut all their heads off? Or do you think he was like booting them in the fucking face while they like cried for help? I think How evil was, do you think Anakin was? I think it was quick. Super quick and simple and it was almost like slaughtering younglings with um, Jedi training. So that's the one thing that uh, not even Dave Filoni was really able to explain in uh, Clone Wars because I feel like he fleshed out a lot of the things people had problems with in st- the prequels like really well. Like it was like he addressed it and it was like, oh, okay, that actually makes that like plot point really good and makes it make sense. Um, why the fuck did Anakin just like kill younglings? You got it, boss. Just goes in there and fucking murders a bunch of children. There is no character progression that led up to that moment. Like it was the most unrealistic thing that happened. He was he was very like he it 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 seemed like there was a like a, it took a lot for Palpatine to push him. But like he went, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'll kill younglings. Yeah, but no, like he had like an emotional breakdown after killing Mace, or assisting in killing Mace Windu. Where yeah. he goes, "What have I done?" And then five minutes later, he's like, "What have I done? I just killed Mace Windu. Time to go kill some younglings." No, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, no, like it was like it's just so. It felt like it jarring. Took a, he he pushed back a lot with Palpatine trying to convince him to come to the yeah. dark side. Then all of a sudden, he's like, 
down with killing younglings? Like, I know why. Also, can we start calling all kids younglings? Yes. Uh, I know why he killed the younglings. It's because, like, you have to commit evil acts to truly, like, be one with the dark side of the Force. So killing youngling Jedis would break that balance inside of him. Like, I understand logistically why to kill the younglings instead of turning them to the dark side and having them, like, basically work for them. But, Which would um, also have been dangerous. But it doesn't make sense why he would do it. It would have been dangerous because they would know the past and then they could possibly turn on you. <coughs> yeah. Especially if they've gone to the dark side. And also Palpatine's a uh, believer of the rule of twos for the Sith. Only I'm more two. of a fan of the rule of nines, personally. What's that? Um, it's a way of assessing uh, extreme burn victims. It's a medical thing. Nerd. <laughs> Alright, so watch me while I bloom. Uh, watch first, me while I burn. The first time I heard this song, <laughs> I completely misheard the lyrics. And I had to scramble to grab my phone because I thought it said, watch me while I poo. <laughs> <laughs> And I just was cry laughing, like, okay, she can't be saying that. And I was like, all right, bloom. What would you have done if that's what she was saying? I'd watch her while she poos. <laughs> I'd ask where I can pull up that live stream. <laughs> or just IRL, you know. TRL? Do you remember TRL? TRL? The, like, segment on MTV where bands like Blink-182, Sum 41 would play. And it'd be like a live performance. What does TRL mean, though? Uh, the real something? The real life? I don't know. Talk about watch me while I poo. Um, so, uh, when I poo, I use no, the squatty I mean the potty. Uh, total request live. TRL. Yeah, that's why I said. TRL. I said TRL. I know you did. I just repeated it. Okay. Hey, turn. Yeah. Turl. 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 Um, so... What you watching tonight? Turl. Watch me while I bloom. Uh, it's a fun song, but it just has some super mellow parts that just are very... That are very just like in direct opposition of the fun parts. Yeah. And it kind of just takes me out of it. Like, like there, there's usually... It's, it's really hard to find the balance between... Fun, fast, kind of more exciting, up-tempo beats and parts. And then comparing them with the slower parts. Sometimes they just don't go together. You know? Yeah. Uh, and and I think this is one of those songs. While, yes, it does have some fun aspects, I think both parts are good in their own respect. But I don't think they vibe well with each other. Yeah. I can see that uh, criticism of the song. And I kind of agree with it and for the song in particular. Um. Some of the gritty parts are super nice, like her kind of like very raw vocal performance. Mm -hmm. But then like, yeah, it doesn't really just mesh well with the. Uh, uh, it's just like too, like, too different. I want to get I want to get just the entire album re-recorded of you doing that. <laughs> just, like, yeah. I'll just redo all 15 of these songs. Um, it's really fun mapping out vocal melodies on the computer because, like, I literally just have to sit there listening to that on repeat while I try and think of words to put in the melody. 
And then you're just like, what rhymes with do? Boom. Man, the songs write themselves. Watch me while I poo. So this song is about... Watch me while I poo? Yeah. Watch me while I bloom. Watch me while I become new. She wasn't being watched earlier, and now she's being watched. So this is actually a reference to another song that we reviewed by the band. For a pessimist, I'm pretty optimistic. Um, off. I of, hate being wrong. Well, no, you're you're right. You're right, but it's uh. So I don't she, feel right. Huh? I don't feel right. Okay. So um, this song's about uh, like Satan's. the opposite view of a lot of people hate Mondays. But no, no, fucking listen. All right. Garfield. (laughs) Yes. Okay. But that's accurate. Everyone fucking hates Monday. Your weekend ends. Now you have to go to fucking work. Monday suck. I mean, Monday's my And also Garfield has no reason to hate weekends. He's just too much of a sundere to say he misses John. What? (laughs) Clip that. (laughs) What? (laughs) Did you just go (laughs) go? You just called Garfield a sudere. Terry just went up seven octaves. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Garfield, that fucking sudere. What the fuck does that even mean? Um, I'm trying to think of a character in American culture that's a sundere other than Garfield. <laughs> um... It's the kind of girl who, like, she, like, kind of is, like, her way of showing, like, uh, emotional affection to the person she likes is, like, the kind of, like, pouting, like, I don't even like you that much kind of, like, thing, but, like, they do. Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Peak Sundere. God. And, like, Give me Garfield, Garfield doesn't have a fucking job. Why does he hate Mondays? Oh, because John has to go to work, and he can't, like, be, like, kind of, like, pouty mean but actually loving john you can't say i miss john he's gotta be like no i just don't like mondays yeah like i don't like mondays well why don't you shut up bitch (laughs) (laughs) give me my fucking lasagna (laughs) um um, but yeah so this song is about uh how she loves beginnings she doesn't view monday as like oh i have to get through this week Monday gives me the opportunity to make a better week. So for a pessimist, someone who's depressed, going through a lot of hardship, she's pretty optimistic about it. She sees, like, the first day of the week as an opportunity to make this a better week. So, like, watch me make this week better. Watch me move forward and be better. (laughs) Watch me while I poo. (laughs) Watch me while I poo. All right, so we got one song left. Let's fucking get through this. <laughs> Crystal clear. This uh, this one was competing for a title for me. Out of all the albums we've done, as a as a album ender, we always talk about it. Yeah, ending it, the album, ending the album, and starting the album are two horribly underrated things in terms of doing it well. And this one was competing with Impossible Winner for me. Weird, we have not reviewed an Impossible Winner yet. 
Impossible year, perhaps? Impossible year, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is competing with that for the most uh, awful <laughs> album ending song. What? It does nothing for me. It is such a good song. It's a good song, but like comparatively, it's so basic. You're off your fucking rocker. Why don't you go listen to uh, Taken? Wait, no. Was it Taken? What was, love. What was the song that you said you liked that I didn't? Um, I forget. I can't um, find it. Sudden Desire. What, what was your favorite song? No, Sudden Desire hit hard. Uh, I think it was love. Pure Love. Yeah, Pure Love pure... is my favorite song. Um, Other than Dead Horse. Okay. Dead Horse doesn't care. Yeah, my last note, which I didn't bring up, was overall bland song. <laughs> Crystal Clear is fucking great. Her vocal performance hits hard. The message is great. Moving is... moving on is hard and scary, but you know it's what you have to do to get better. Sometimes you just have to look at your ex and say, "Hey, this isn't ever gonna work out again. I need to move on and be better." Yeah, and guess who's not there yet? Me. Um, Several times over. Yeah. Um. I would put this top five album closer out of the albums we've done. I don't know. Stand Atlantic's Hate Me Sometimes was pretty fucking good. Uh, that's potentially number one. Test of Violets was pretty good. Test of Violets wasn't that great. No, what was it? Talk. Bad Ideas? <clears throat> no. No, no, no. I know that's the album. I'm just saying so you can search it. Yep, I'm familiar with the album. Well, cause you Interlude a... 3. What was the song before that? Honest. Oh, that wasn't it then. Actually, I do like that song, though. Um, uh, I don't remember. Was it Royal Blood? Royal Blood had a pretty good one. That what, whole was, album what was the good. album we did by Royal Blood? Royal oh. Blood. That oh, was their self-titled? Yeah. It's not even one of their top albums. Jesus. Well, it's because they just had that one album come out. Yeah. So that's going to be pushed. Better Strangers? I don't yeah. remember this. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, <clears throat> That was a pretty good one. But yeah, this one just possible year wasn't. Uh, God, we really got to go through like <laughs> we got to make a tier list. Tier list, S tier. Um, I would argue that uh, "Happy Days" was Happy the last Days. song of uh, like yeah, there's a uh, Penku Remenade, but like that was just kind of a weird like almost like that's like the credits rolling. You don't call the credits like the last scene of the movie. Yeah, no, the last scene of, of Endgame is the snap. That's what everyone says is like the, the well, final scene. Well, it's the scene. funeral scene, but yeah. The climax. Yeah. And then there's cleanup afterwards. There's always cleanup after the climax. Um, Like uh, the climax is uh, Frodo throwing the ring. Well, Frodo doesn't. Sam pushes Gollum. Uh, or Frodo pushes Gollum? No. Fro no. The kid from the Goonies pushes Andy Serkis into the... Into the into the volcano, yeah. And then Daniel Radcliffe sits there and cries. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the climax. And then the army getting defeated is also part of the climax. But then, uh, then they have the scene in Rivendell where they're all together, and then they're back in the Shire, and no one in the Shire gives a shit about who they are because, like, the Shire's just never. Hobbits changed. are mean. They're like eighth grade girls. <clears throat> No, they're just like they're just kind of in their own world. Like everyone's worried about this like big pumpkin. Well, they have literal war heroes sitting there that save the planet, but like everyone's just worried about this big pumpkin, and it's silly because like life is normal because of them. 
Like, it's kind of like a positive reflection on, like, the sacrifices they made. Everyone gets to live this normal life now. But, like, they should be getting recognized for it. Fucking bootlegger. And then Frodo has to leave Middle Earth because he fell to the temptation of the One Ring. Did he really? Yeah. He didn't throw the ring into the mountain. He said no. So he left Middle Earth? Yeah. Where on the boat. The New World with the elves. Because the elves left Middle Earth as well because it's... The third age is the age of man. So everyone that had connections to the old world left. Dude, I've not seen Lord of the Rings <clears throat> since I was like 10. It It's like incredibly like deep and political. And when you rewatch it as an adult, you're just like, whoa, what? <laughs> I should probably rewatch it. Yeah, we should. Together. Okay. But that was Petals for Armor. <laughs> yeah, Crystal Clear didn't do it for you. I loved it. But it was a decent, it was still a decent song, but it just wasn't as experimental as the rest, and I don't feel like it really kind of fit, fit in. It had so much, like, fun, like, weirdly big, but not big sounds. Like, the, like, kind of echoing, crystal clear, going back and forth off the on beats and stuff. It was, but it was, it was it, weird. It's so basic. Your favorite, your second favorite song's Dead Horse. <laughs> the most basic song on the album. Yeah, but it's, like, poppy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, basic. So, uh, Pedals for Armor, what do you give it? I don't feel comfortable rating this album because it's not objective because I'm just so in love with the message of the album and Haley Williams. Like, it's like a nine for me, but probably like if someone else performed the album and I didn't have a connection, I would give it a 7.5 to a seven. But yeah, like I'm rating it like I'd rate like a girlfriend. Like, you know, like, objectively, she might be a 7, but I'm calling her a 9. Because I love her, and I love this album in a very emotional way. Do you love the album, or do you love Haley Williams? Both. The, the album lyrically does everything right for me. This yeah. album is good therapy. Uh, I give it a 7.5. Still pretty high. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's upper it's, tier. It's very experimental. Um, I feel <clears throat> like it's one of those experimental albums that worked out. Yeah, uh, and and will lead to good things um, going forward. I mean, the next album, <laughs> not that good. I didn't like it very much. Um, um but... and uh, my main thing is that that also feels like I was I do feel bad like talking bad about the album because this is obviously, um, the. the Writers for this album are Haley Williams and her therapist. <laughs> so, I mean, she better give credit to her therapist on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do feel bad about having to, like, objectify it when it's yeah. obviously something very personal. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, musically, I, I have these qualms about it. But emotionally and lyrically, like, it's like, it's very, very good and powerful. Yeah. There's nothing that feels like it's like somebody talking out of school or somebody, you know, like I'm an I'm an artist or I'm a celebrity. Listen to me, you know? This is comes from a very like down to earth yeah. place. Um Phoebe Bridgers did background vocals on one of the songs. Okay. Uh she did track nine, which is uh Roses. Oh yeah, that makes she sense. Did, she did backing vocals on it. 
I see that. That's weird. There was a lot of backing vocals on that track. And then Crystal Clear contains a sample of the song Friends or Lovers by Rusty Williams, her grandfather. Oh, wow. There's a lot that went into this album. There's a, lot, there's a lot of names attached to this album. I'm about to look up Rusty Williams. He sounds like a good old country artist from Nashville. <laughs> Does. <laughs> Uh, let's see if he actually has other music before we move on. Well, I guess you could talk about what album. You're well, playing. no, Taryn, that's weird that you bring it up because my next album is by Rusty Williams. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Does he have anything? Yeah, he has songs. They got to be some good old like Hank Williams the first. Um, he's clearly not big because there's not much to click on or view um when you click on his wikipedia page it just takes you to the pedals for armor album um, did you go on spotify and look him up though no i was just trying to find like an about him page there's a new guy named rusty williams he's got 15 15 monthly listeners his number one song is georgia time because uh georgia time you know what that means right georgia time v- voter suppression time that's what okay it means. um backwood southern dream means fucking your sister in the woods out there all right let's get into what <laughs> album you're doing i don't give a shit about this fucking country dick bag <laughs> you only have 15 monthly listeners country music these... is fucking trash so all right we talked about Haley williams Pedals for Armor. Uh, Haley Williams, was she the first repeat artist? Yeah. Wasn't the guy from Dance Gavin Dance who was also on Wolf and Bear? I think he I think he's the first. I think technically he's the first. Is that yeah. the bassist? Yeah, the bassist Tim Fennick. Ferrick. Tim. You're the first repeat artist. Congratulations. <clears throat> and then Haley Williams, your second. First worst, second the best. Which is just, that's just something made up by losers. Yeah. Um, it really is. It's made up by people who couldn't catch a fucking football to save their life. So. Tim we're gonna, Furick. Furick. Yeah. We are going to go with the 2015 album Dodge and Burn by The Dead Weather. That is who I have picked that we will listen to for the next You know, week. I was pretty upset that I typed in The Dead, and they're not even on, like, the first group of musicians. There's The Dead Rabbits, The Dead South, The Dead Love, The Dead Deads, The Dead Milkmen, The Dead Pirates, then The Dead Weather. Uh, I think that's just, a, uh, like, how you search things and, what like, Maybe. what you search and what I search, because The Dead Weather always comes up first when I well, search. Well, yeah, you've probably searched them before. I've never searched any of these bands. <sighs> I know. 350,000 monthly listeners bringing a popular artist on. It's a super group. Oh, it is? So it's Jack White. Of course it is. Uh, it's Allison Mossart from The Kills. Dean Fertitta. Allison Mossart. Uh, uh, Dean Fertitta. From and Queens and then Jack. Um, Jack something else. Jack Lawrence. Jack Lawrence from... Um, the Tours. Well, the, the Tours is a super group as well. So it's like... <laughs> It's like, what have you done? So you bring up the repeat artist because you're bringing a repeat artist, aren't you? Don't even go there. I'm bringing a repeat artist next week, then. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not a repeat artist. Yeah, it is. It's Jack White. 
Yeah, but it's also other people. Yeah, but Tim Furyk had other people in both of his bands. Yeah, but he was just like, hey, I play bass. Cool, we need a bassist. I'm pretty sure there's a bit more that goes in the dance cabin dances basis than, oh yeah, I play bass. Isn't it just cool. Tillian going, hey, play that funky bass? <laughs> <laughs> and then Will just looks over and is like, yeah. Just arpeggios out of the ass. He's like, keep it up, bro. I feel like he says bro a lot. Uh, Yeah, actually, I've from interviews, he does say bro from time to time. From time to time or a lot? I feel I like know. a lot. Like, I'm talking like every other sentence. Like, yo, bro, what you up to, bro? It, I, I, I'm very, feeling very uncomfortable with this one, so I'm just going to move away from this. Why? I don't know. I just feel like him being black and you just, like, oh, any, like, constant levels of slang to him. I'm just like, I'm backing away from this one. No, no, no. Anyway, <laughs> so this was Pedals for Armor. I didn't even think about that. It's just cool. This is Pedals for Armor. Um... <laughs> Haley Williams, up next, you'll catch us listening to another Jack White-inspired group called The Dead Weather. Um, some... It's not inspired if he's in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this is going to be like the eighth Jack White-related group. No, it won't. Black Keys. No. Uh, yes. They hate each other. Yeah, but they rip him off. That's why they hate him. <laughs> you went there. All right. Um, Who else? The Black Keys, the White Stripes. Um... Any garage rock band? Any two-piece garage rock band? That's not fair. That's not yeah. fair. <laughs> I've only brought two swan cores. Only. Only. All right, only. I'll bring more. Royal Coda next. Uh, you talk them up? Yeah, okay? I always hype them up. And I always Because more people need to listen to them. I They're always really apparently like your fucking shit more than you like my shit. I wish Happy Hour would put out an album so I can bring that on the I podcast. I wish Happy Hour would come back. Stop putting out singles. You've been putting out singles since 2017. I just want to go. I just want to go to a, a bar <laughs> that has like half price beer. All right, so some watered down uh, margaritas apps. in the afternoon. All right, so uh, check us out on surprisingly Twitch. Sur- no, surprising Twit. On Twitter, where we tweet about Twitters. Um, check us out on Surprisingly Podcast on Instagram, um, where you can see us post pictures of our tweets. <laughs> Dude, I hate it when people do that, when it's like their Instagram is literally just their Twitter. <laughs> but Taryn, what else do we have to show? Pictures of my nutsack. Uh, we got banned already. If it's, if it's close enough, they probably won't ban us for it. What is this? sprawling Harry Hill. Uh it's my knees. <laughs> my knees. Um you, if bold you... of you to assume it's Harry. I wax. You wax? No, I, I, I just use about. an electric razor. So uh check us out on Surprising Podcast on Instagram and then make sure to like, subscribe, follow us, do all that sort of stuff so we know that you're listening. So we'll keep doing this. Um and we'll keep doing it and we'll keep talking shit. Uh, Taryn, um, every time we get a new follower, we'll, we'll unbutton one more button on his shirt. Don't do it yet. We haven't gotten another follower. Oh, he's just getting comfy. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna finger my belly button on camera. I'm live. Do you have an Audi? No, I have an innie. Good. All right. I was gonna have to correct kind of belly button. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, just go back to the doctor, ask him to cut it a little deeper. Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Fuck. 
having part of your belly button cut out like deeper like that's just a horrifying thought just shoving scissors in there Ugh. you gotta pull it out and then cut it it's what they did i know but it's like still gross your dad made fat cummies in your mom doesn't make it better <laughs> that he did it so uh <laughs> make sure to like like subscribe uh tweet Hit at us the bell icon in the bell icon so you know when new things are out. Um, yeah. Uh, Taryn's 27 and I'm 25 and we just talked like that. Yeah. So this is why we're alone. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find people for us eventually, right? Right? <laughs> I, I was I lean on you for the optimism. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Shit. I'm, I'm still just waiting for Emily, man. That's rough. <laughs> and Haley Williams, of course. Wow, turns really getting a royal blood. Um, so <laughs> that, that's really weird because I'm currently on a crossover thrash playlist right now. So make sure to do all the stuff that we just talked about. I'm Trevor. And I'm Taryn. And we are R slash signing off. <laughs> <laughs>